0: The transfer portal has become more important than recruiting high school kids. And that happened fast. I'll explain what I mean by it. And we have some great college basketball in the Big Ten this weekend. Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always tell you how much we appreciate you. You know we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. We're going to talk about the importance of the portal versus the importance of old school recruiting. Talk about the weekend games coming up around the Big Ten, a big big matchup as well, and we'll look at our basketball picks. No more pigskin picks, at least not this week till the bowl games start. We got all that coming up. You want to hang around for that. In the meantime, if you don't mind, subscribe. That helps us out. Please subscribe down below and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. You know, recruiting used to be the most important lifeline to a college football program. And don't get me wrong, it still is. But because it's rare for a true freshman to just step in and play right away, a good program needed to string back-to-back-to-back good recruiting classes together before they'd see some results. And that's why they give new coaches five-year deals and a honeymoon period and time to see if their recruits panned out, right? And once a program gets going, then you need to keep that pipeline going. There can be no let-up, and they got to have new blood coming in year in and year out. Now, that's why schools like Michigan and Ohio State – and Penn State, you know, they've they've done very well there. They've had coaches like Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day, and James Franklin that have been there a long time. Their system is in place, and they just plug and play, right, year after year after year. And at those schools, they just send their juniors and seniors onto the NFL, and they replace them with rising sophomores and rising juniors, and they don't miss a beat for the most part. Every once in a while, they'll have a gap on a roster. They'll try and take care of something, but uh, all of a sudden, you know, that what I just described is the old way of thinking. So welcome to the age of the transfer portal. A lot can go on there. You can redo a whole team or just fill some gaps. Um, it's um, it's the new way, it's here, and it's crazy, it's insane. The uh the idea of kids transferring in and out of schools, it's just a it's a massive game changer, it really is. And if a head coach is on top of it, he can really put his team over the top with the right talent and he could do it a lot faster. That he used to do in the olden days. Now, overnight, in my opinion, successful recruiting within the transfer portal has become more vital than recruiting three, four, and five stars coming out of high school. Uh, as I said a moment ago, these young kids out of high school—they take time to develop their high school kid bodies. They're not ready for the rigors of man body college football. It takes a little bit of time, but a kid out of the transfer portal—you know—he's more mature physically and mentally, and they usually come with a little bit of experience under their belt already, which benefits the new coach and benefits the new team, much to the detriment of the old coach and the old team. Perfect example. We'll uh, take a look at Michael Penix Jr., right? There he was at Indiana back in the day, and he had a little bit of success there. He was a very exciting player, and then he left IU, and they've been searching for a quarterback ever since, and he ends up going to Washington, right? And uh, look at them. He he was the runner-up for the Heisman Trophy, and they're going to a college football playoff game, right? So his um, his coach, Kalen DeBoer, uh, they're great. Everything's good. He's good. Michael Pags has had a great career, and they can still do a lot of great things here. Meanwhile, his former coach at IU, Tom Allen, has just been fired, and things have not been going well at Indiana. So that's just one example of where a kid with a little bit of experience and talent could go somewhere else and really flourish and take advantage of the transfer portal. Now, let's take a look around the Big Ten a little bit, and let's just do a thumbnail on some needs that some schools have. Um, You know, we're not going to go too much into the weeds on it, but there are some basic things that we can look at. You know, most recently... Uh, as we mentioned yesterday on Lockdown Big Ten, if you want to go back and check that out after this one, according to some former Ohio State quarterback, Kyle McCord, was an absolute lock to go to Nebraska until he didn't go to Nebraska. He, of course, announced this week that he was still looking and he would not be coming to Lincoln. And uh, look, he, a lot of people were interested in Kyle Cord, and I'm sure people still are. It was an interesting scenario with him. And then you enter uh, Dylan uh, Rayola. He's not a transfer kid, but he's a high school recruit, a five-star, and he verbally committed to Georgia, and he could flip to Nebraska any moment now. So Nebraska's number one problem was turnovers this season, and by and large, they, most of them came at the quarterback position, so they got to take care of that. While we're talking about Kyle McCord for just one moment, I, I, I have another thought about him, if I may. You know, he originally said, before he started talking to Nebraska, he originally said he did not want to go to a lesser Big Ten school when he left Ohio State. And then he said he did not want to play for a team that would actually have Ohio State on the schedule. He didn't want to play against the Buckeyes. Well, let's be honest. Nebraska is a lesser school football-wise than Ohio State, and Ohio State is on the Huskers' schedule in 2024. So, these are all the things that comma Court said he wanted to avoid. So, I don't know why the long song and dance with Nebraska before bailing on them, but that part of the story makes no sense. And unless he shows up at a, like another big Ten school and starts talking to them. i you know, i I don't know. I don't know what was thinking, but it, it seems now that he's going back to his original way of thinking that he didn't want to go to a lesser school in the Big Ten and take on Ohio State on the schedule. So, look, it's his prerogative. It's not a criticism. It's just observation on my part. Uh, regarding his situation all right now let's take a look at some of the other schools in the big town let's start with the Iowa Hawkeyes for example quarterback Cade McNamara he's coming back after tearing his ACL this past year but who's he going to throw the ball to right the wide receivers this year had zero impact on this offense for Iowa this past season and what receivers are going to commit to the school without knowing who the offensive coordinator is you all know the Brian Ferentz story Kirk Ferentz's son it was announced several weeks ago that he will be let go after the season, and I'm not sure what direction they're going to go at offensive coordinator once the season is over. But if you're a receiver, an offensive player, you really probably not going to go commit there until you know what kind of system they're going to run. So we'll see how that plays out. It'll play out in the next couple of weeks, but you don't want it to be too late if you're a Hawkeyes fan, right? How about Michigan, for example? Yeah, even the talent rich teams like Michigan, you know, maybe need to plug a hole here or there. I know they did it with the offensive line last year and they just stayed strong across the top, got a couple of big guys. Um, you know, they haven't had a wide receiver picked in the first two rounds of the NFL draft since 2005 it was Braylon Edwards, long time ago. And, you know, maybe it's because Jim Harbaugh has that grind it, run it. Type offense that maybe the higher profile wide receiver shy away. I don't know, just an explanation. And look, Roman Wilson this year, a touchdown machine. Uh, he's had an amazing season, but he didn't really take the top off the defense with the blazing speed. And maybe that's an area that Michigan looks to add to. Uh, Donovan McCauley is a possibility. He's in the portal, former Indiana wide receiver. I know. Uh, Penn state is looking at him as well. I think they've actually offered him at Penn state. So we'll see and look for Michigan to test the waters on some quarterbacks out there, because I'm not sure if JJ McCarthy is coming back or not. I don't think JJ McCarthy knows for sure if he's coming back or not, or Jim Harbaugh. So, um, we'll see if they look at the quarterback market as well. Speaking of quarterbacks, we mentioned Kyle McCord wasn't good enough to remain a Buckeye because he was 11 and one. Go figure. That's just life in Ohio State. So who's going to replace them? Well, Malik Murphy, of course, is a big possibility who just entered the portal out of Texas. He was recruited by Ohio State. In fact, he was offered a scholarship by them, and then he chose Texas. But now he's the odd man out down there in Austin with Quinn Ewers coming back. And, of course, Arch Manning is the quarterback in waiting out there. As we stated, Penn State uh, needs some receivers, plural, And fast ones at that, they reportedly offered a spot to Donovan McCauley, who we just talked about out of Indiana, about Julian Fleming out of Ohio State. He was talking with Cam Accord at Nebraska, kind of a package deal. So I don't know what Fleming's thinking. I don't know where he's looking. But nonetheless, maybe Penn State looks at a kid like him. Um, Wisconsin. Um, As we stay, we mentioned Luke Fickle. His uh, Badger air attack with Tanner Mordecai was a bust. So we uh, mentioned in a podcast a day or two ago that Transfer out of Miami, Tyler Van Dyke is gonna come in, and then we'll try and kick the tires on him, see if they can get that offense airborne a little bit. So, what does Wisconsin need? Well, they need a pass rush. That's right. They they need a defensive lineman for sure. You know, we all talked all season long about all the great defenses in the Big Ten. Michigan and Penn state and Ohio state and Iowa and Rutgers. And I can go on and on and on. And you know who I didn't mention right there? Wisconsin. That's right. Wisconsin needs some help on the defense. They finished outside the top 30 defensively in the country. And they only had one defensive lineman register more than one sack. So that's an area of concern. Other schools need, you know, Brett Bielema at Illinois. Look, he's going to fill some gaps at uh, almost every position, really, on that roster. They kind of took a step backward this year uh, with the fighting at Illini. P.J. Fleck at Minnesota, definitely going to be looking quarterback. Ethan Kayla at Manis is gone. He departed. They were going to upgrade there anyway, I think. But they kind of split on bad terms. We talked about that uh, last week. Mike Loxley at Maryland. He's going to have to retool a lot of key positions over there. First, a the quarterback, Talia Tonga Boola leaves the Big Ten as its all-time leading passer. Those are big shoes to fill as well. Greg Schiano at Rutgers, by the way, congratulations to him. He just got a contract extension here yesterday through the year twenty thirty. He'll make six and a quarter million dollars a year starting next year. And Greg Schiano's is interesting because he's rebuilt that program from the ground up twice now, and uh, he's he's probably the least cautious coach in the Big Ten about entering the transfer portal. He really do not want to bring in guys that might not fit in the locker room, so he's very cautious about it. He's got to step it up, though. I mean, it's just the way it is. He's got to get more kids out of the portal, I think. Uh, they going to need to get a lot more aggressive about this. Good news, though, for Rutgers. they got a handful of kids that have decided they're coming back for an extra year, so... Uh, I think a lot of kids had fun playing with them. They built something special with a six-win season. They're going to the pinstripe bowl, see what they can do next year with an experienced team. And I'll be as curious as anybody to see what Big Ten Coach of the Year David Braun does at Northwestern after taking a one-win team and winning seven games this past year. But, you know, the portal may be a little stickier, just like recruiting is for Northwestern because of its high academic standards. Going to bring in a different kind of kid to play football there. Elsewhere, Indiana, they need help almost everywhere. Uh, They need to settle in at quarterback, although Thursday, uh, Ohio University transfer quarterback uh, Curtis Rourke, he's a graduate student. He committed to Indiana, so he's going to come there and play. So it looks like they have themselves at least uh, one quarterback plus some other recruits. Also, Purdue, they need help at wide receiver. And defensive help, you know, Ryan Walters going into his second year is going to want to improve that defense. He was a defensive coordinator. He takes a lot of pride in that. They gave up way too many points this year. And, of course, we've mentioned all three Michigan State scholarship uh, quarterbacks are hitting the road. So that's definitely uh, a need for them and Jonathan Smith. Um, Anyway, a lot of just a thumbnail look there. Let me know. you, You guys are passionate and you really are into your teams. Who do you what are the needs you think your team has? Hit me up with the comments on Twitter at TalkBig10 or on YouTube as well, and I'll gladly read some of those and uh, maybe even talk about them as well. Always appreciate that. So, um we've got some great basketball games coming up this weekend. We're kind of overlapping football and basketball. Um so we'll get into all of that and we'll have our picks here going into the weekend for college basketball. So, all that's coming up in just a minute. So, hang on. With uh, us here at Lockdown Big 10. Game time is very cool. I want to talk to you about it for a minute. You can um, get some tickets to anything you want to go to a sporting event, basketball, football, baseball. You can go to comedy shows, concerts. Go to Game Time and download their app and get your tickets there. It's easy, it's simple, and uh, it's secure. You can get last minute tickets, flash deals. Zone deals. You can look on your phone. They have a, a view of the, from the seat you're about to buy a ticket to. Make sure it's, there's nothing in the way. It's a good angle. All there, right there on your phone. Got great last-minute deals. You can get stuff up to like an hour past the start of the event. And in case you're running late or live in a crazy place like Los Angeles, like I used to, and you're late for everything, they've got zone deals as well. And you've got the game time guarantee, which means you always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So, what you need to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, use the redeem code Lockdown College. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank everybody for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen each and every day. We blew past 5,000 subscriptions this week after starting off with just more than 1,000 this summer. So thank you for that. If you haven't already, feel free to subscribe. It helps us out. But uh, you everydayers out there really make us uh, really make us go. Tell your friends about us. Meanwhile, uh, subscribe on YouTube, share, and follow Lockdown Big 10, wherever you get your podcast. Lockdown Big 10, your team every day. One more football note for you, if I may. You know that Kurt Signetti uh, is the new football coach at Indiana, replacing t- uh, Tom Allen. We learned a little bit about his uh, contract. It's a six year deal at IU, $500,000 base salary every year through 2029. And he'll earn an average of $3.75 million in annual outside marketing and promotional income as well, plus an annual retention bonus, if he stays, uh, $250,000 a year beginning in November of 2024. Every bowl game appearance will trigger a one-year extension and a $250,000 increase to the outside marketing and promotional income that we mentioned a minute ago, and a $500,000 increase to the budget for the football staff. So. Win and things get better is usually how these things go. There are other bonuses for wins and awards, and his buyout will be a little more favorable toward IU as he gets into the years than the Tom Allen contract was for sure. All right, let's talk some hoops. Let's talk some college hoops. Uh, Saturday, big, big showdown. Number one team of the country, Arizona, is coming to the state of Indiana to take on third rank Purdue. So it's number one versus number three. That game's at Indianapolis, by the way, not West Lafayette. It's part of the Indy Classic 440 on Peacock. And uh, that's going to be that's going to a good game. I'll tell you who I'm picking to win that game in the next segment. So hang tight for that. Got a couple of Blue Bloods going at it in Bloomington as number two, Kansas. It's taking on the Hoosiers. Think about that. We got the number one and the number two team in the country in the state of Indiana. One playing Purdue, one playing Indiana. Uh, Mike Woodson's Hoosiers at seven and two. It's a little deceiving. They've had trouble with really good teams. They uh, they've been blown out by UConn and Auburn and Kansas ran them out of the gym last year. And I think Kansas is even more loaded than they were last year. They got remember they got Michigan transfer the seven footer Hunter Dickinson. He's been playing lights out too. So look out for that. That game's at twelve thirty on CBS. Following that game on CBS is Ohio State facing UCLA in the CBS Sports Classic. Michigan State also having trouble getting off the ground this year. They host number 6 Baylor at 2 o'clock on Fox. I will give Tom Izzo and Michigan State some credit here. Uh, I know they're losing a lot of games here early in the season, but they're playing a lot of ranked teams too, and uh, they're not afraid to play anybody. And Tom Izzo has always been that way. Tom Izzo will schedule tough teams early on. He is one of those firm believers that the games in November and December are the tough ones. Get you ready for the Big Ten and help build your resume. If you can win a few of them for March Madness, but he's going to, you know, they haven't really won very many of these kind of games. Still trying to figure out things inside, I think. Georgia Tech is at Penn State at noon on the Big Ten Network, and Long Island U is at Rutgers. Eastern Michigan is at Michigan, 2.30 on the Big Ten Network. No new news on the Juwan Howard situation. Very weird story because that was out there for a few days and then nothing's happened. Look, it was rumored that there was a scuffle between Juwan Howard and his strength and conditioning coach ahead of the trip to Iowa last week. That strength and conditioning coach decided not to go on the trip. We don't know. There was different stories of whether punches were thrown or whether it was just a heated argument. And also keep in mind that Howard had a scuffle with a Wisconsin assistant after a game in the handshake line after the game a couple of years ago. So a little bit of maybe maybe a temper. And uh, the university is looking into it. They're doing an actual a formal investigation. It's not the athletic department. It's the university checking this out. Also, Howard is slowly recovering from open-heart surgery from September. He's been slowly getting back into the flow of things. Phil Martelli's been kind of running things in the meantime. So keep an eye on that story. I think it's interesting. Florida A&M is at Iowa at 4.30 on the Big Ten Network. Northwestern is at DePaul at 5.30 on FS1. And uh, the Wildcats coming off that disappointing loss at home to Chicago State. That was one week after beating number one ranked Purdue. Go figure. Go figure. That's the basketball for you. Sunday's action has Colgate at number 16, Illinois. That's at 1 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. And Nebraska is at Kansas State at three o'clock and let me highlight some women's basketball games for you uh this weekend saturday caitlin clark and the 10-1 lady hawkeyes take it on nine and one cleveland state that's at seven o'clock on the big 10 network on saturday night check it out sunday purdue the lady boilermakers are at 14th ranked notre dame at noon on the acc network And you can watch Missouri and Illinois at 4 o'clock on the Big Ten Network and number 16 Virginia Tech taking on Rutgers at 5.30 on FS1. I also want to tell you about a brand-new Locked On channel. Locked On has launched the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today, and it's here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus our national shows covering every single league that includes this show Lockdown big 10. We're on there all the time. There's a loop of just always something going on there. So check it out on locked on sports today. It's all live on YouTube and subscribe to get the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel. All right. Instead of skin picks, we got our round ball picks coming up, going into a big, big, busy weekend. That's next right here. On Locked On, Big Ten. Prize picks. It's a lot of fun. It's Daily Fantasy Sports, and it is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. How does prize picks work? You pick a couple of players, a group of players, half a dozen players, whatever you want, and you match them with stats. And you say, more than these stats or less than these stats. And they go play their games. You see how you did, and you can win. For example, you can, uh, you can say Russell Wilson against Detroit Saturday night, more than two touchdowns. Jared Goff, less than two touchdowns. You can throw in other sports. And Joel Embiid, more than 30 points against the Pistons this weekend. You hit on all those, you win. It's, a, it's, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It's very easy to do. What you need to do is go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnCollege and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnCollege and use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Um. Let's um get back into it here. Let's do our, our pick skin or our pick I got I got switch gears, man. Basketball picks coming up. All right. Let's do this. Um. First of all, let's put them on the screen. Take a look. See what we have here. And we're gonna start off by looking at the Georgia Tech, Penn State game. And I am going to take Penn State in this one, Kanye Clary averaging 17 points per game for the Nittany Lions. I think this game will be pretty close, and um, that is Saturday afternoon. I I believe I just said it was a noon game. And at uh, Kansas, Kansas and Indiana in Bloomington. I once heard Bill Self, And keep in mind, he plays at Kansas. It's one of the Blue Bloods, great places to play. He said that the absolute loudest place he has ever coached at was at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana back in the day. So Kansas comes into Indiana. Hunter Dickinson for Kansas. Former Michigan Stars averaging 19 points a game and hitting 64% of his field goals. For Indiana, they had a nice pickup this year, and Khalil Ware. Watch him play. He's fun to watch. It's kind of the only thing they really got going this year. They have struggled, uh, but he looks good at 17 points per game. I'll pick Kansas to win this game. Okay, Long Island University is at Rutgers. Andre Hyatt, 11 points per game for Rutgers. I think Rutgers will win that game. And we've got number 6th-ranked Baylor at Michigan State. Baylor, they got uh, Jacoby Walter. He's like 15 points a game. Michigan State, you know, Tyson Walker, he's doing his part. He's getting 20 points a game. He's got to get some help from the bigs. The big guys down low are struggling for this Michigan State team. But like I said earlier, I'll give Michigan State credit for playing tough-ranked teams. Here's another one, Baylor. Um, also Eastern Michigan is at Michigan at Chrysler arena. Doug McDaniels averaging 19 points per game for Michigan. I like the Wolverines in that one. Ohio state is at UCLA. Bruce Thornton averaging almost 19 points a game gets to the free throw line, hits at at 86% clip. It's good to go. Give me the Buckeyes with the win. That's a, that's a blue blood battle right there. Um, then this is the big one this weekend. At Indianapolis, it's not at West Lafayette. Arizona is at Purdue. Arizona, the number one team in the country taking on the third-ranked Purdue Boilermakers. You'll recognize a player for Arizona, Caleb Love. Remember him? Caleb Love used to play at North Carolina. Then he transferred out of there, and he decided that he was going to sign with Michigan. I don't think he ever showed up on campus. If he did, it was short-lived. And then he re-transferred to Arizona. He's doing all right at 14 points per game. But, yeah, he's been bouncing around. Seems to have found a home at Arizona. Taking on Purdue. Zach Eady up to 25 points per game. 63% of his shots going in. When you're when you're 10 feet tall, yeah, you should hit uh, uh, that 63% of shots. He's unstoppable. Florida A&M is at Iowa. Ben Creeky, averaging 18 points a game for the Hawkeyes, who are off to a very slow start as well. And Northwestern, 25th-ranked Northwestern taking on DePaul Boo Booey, one of the most exciting players in the Big Ten at 19 points per game. I think this, you know, this is a local rivalry. Maybe it'll be a little closer because of that, a lot of interest, but Northwestern should win this game. And then on Sunday, Colgate is at 16th-ranked Illinois. Terrence Shannon, the player to watch there, 22 points a game for the fighting Illini. And uh, Nebraska and Bryce Williams taking on Kansas State, led by Cam Carter. Um, I'm going to pick Kansas state in that one. Actually, sorry, Nebraska fans. Did I pick Illinois officially? Or did I just mention the game? Yeah. Illinois will win against Colgate and I'll take Kansas state over Nebraska. So there you have it. Those are our pig skin. I did it again. I got to get used to saying uh, college basketball picks or come, come up with something else witty to say regarding all that. But, um, yeah, those are those are hoops picks going into the weekend. It is that time of year. Uh, if you want to hit me up on anything that we've discussed or want to add something else, be sure to find me on Twitter at TalkBig10, or X as the kids call it today, uh, Talk Big 10 number 10. Also the website, TalkBig10 number 10.com, and on YouTube as well. Be sure to subscribe before you leave. It helps us out. You're in our club. You're part of our group. Just subscribe, it's free, it's there, it's set, and you can follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app and you get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day, okay? And also, don't forget, Lockdown Sports Today, your 24-7 sports streaming channel on YouTube as well. That's a blast to check out, and we're on there from time to time as well. That will do it. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks for checking us out again. I always love our visits, and I can't wait to meet next time. I'm Craig Sheeman for Locked On Big Ten.